Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? It is Russ, and today we have a very special show. Let me put the title card up. There we go. We have a very special show about all of the COVID-19, the coronavirus relief programs that the government is rolling out and how you as either a an employee or a business owner or whatever should be taking advantage of those things. Most of you guys are business owners. Most of you guys hopefully are incorporated. So we're going to be talking about all of the stuff that's available to you to um, that, that you can take advantage of to sort of help everybody through this uh this crisis. So joining me today is Dominique Molina, who is my personal tax strategist. She is a clients on demand graduate. So she knows our programs inside and out. She knows how our clients operate and, uh, and she's got some really great information for us today. So welcome, Dominique. Thank you. It's great Thank to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here and I'm happy to be sharing this information. Um, I have a little bit of insider information I can share with people as well, but there's a lot of confusion around what's happening right now, Russ. So thanks for the opportunity to chat with people. Awesome. Also, guys, there uh, we we do we can see the comments here. So if you guys have uh, questions as we go through this, feel free to post a comment and we'll try to respond to those. Uh, take a second and respond to those as they come in. So what should we start with? Should we start with the simple stuff like the EIDL or what should we start yeah. with? So um, there's a lot of different things that have occurred over the last two weeks for us, and the government is making it a priority to try to get money in the hands of small business owners and even self-employed people. So I'm sure that we've got a mix of people that are viewing this right now. Um, if you are not formally incorporated, let's say you own your business, but you haven't taken steps to become a corporation or a partnership or an LLC, then you're considered to be self-employed and there's relief available for you as well as a self-employed person. And so that relief is coming in a number of different forms. It's coming in the form of tax relief, meaning um, if we reduce your taxes today, instead of paying the IRS, you can use that money in your business instead. Okay, so that's one immediate relief. The other way that they're giving relief is through loans. And so there's a lot of discussion about loans right now being guaranteed by the Small Business Administration, SBA, which is an arm of the government. And um, so there's a lot of confusion about that, but there's also free money out there. And they're, it's being given through the loans, but the loans are being paid on your behalf. So in that way, it's free money and that money's not taxable. So I can, I'm going to cover a couple of different things. And I also want to highlight that there's some choices out there to be made as well because of all these different benefits, some of them you have to pick and choose which one you want. So I'm going to give a little bit of background on that too and just some guidance so you guys can figure out how do you pick what's best for you. And I'm happy to answer questions that you're chatting in as well. And guys, by the way, we should emphasize that a lot of this stuff is kind of in flux right now. Some of this stuff is set in stone, but other things are kind of like they just kind of put the bill out there and now they're continuing to clarify questions and what they mean and putting out new guidelines. So this stuff, it's, it's, it's totally changing, right? It's changing every day. It's kind of in flux. Totally. Yeah. Not only that, but as you said, they kind of just 
came up with this stuff and and then said, okay, guys, go out and figure out how to make this happen. So now the banks and the SBA and even the Treasury are scrambling to figure out, well, what does the application look like for people sending this in? How long do we have to determine what, when we're going to give them money and how do we give them money? So um, have patience with your bankers and those people that are on the front lines of this too, because this was just sprung on them as well. And I think everybody's just doing the best that they can uh, with what we have. Um, awesome. So let's talk tax breaks, first of all, because I see some questions coming in. What about 2019 taxes? They're normally due March 15th for businesses, April 15th. Those deadlines have been moved to July, so you've got till July to file. You also have till July to pay. Not only the anything that's due from 2019 taxes, but you're supposed to also have been making like your first quarterly estimated tax payment that was also due on April 15th. That's moved to July as well. Now here's the dumb thing. Your second payment of the year is due June 15th. So technically your second payment will be due before your before your first payment. Okay. That's our government. Okay. So that's 2019. That's what's available. There's a lot of different tax provisions that affect 19 and even 18. I'm not going to go into those today. Definitely check with your strategist because there's ways to get money out of that. Um, 2020 taxes. Let's talk about that. There's a major, major tax credit. It's called the Employee Retention Credit. So if you have employees, and by the way, if you own your own business, you are also an employee. So if you're self-employed, this applies to you too. There is a tax credit available on your wages that you're paying between basically middle of March to the end of the year. Credits are fantastic. Dollar for dollar reductions off of your tax bill. So I'm seeing credits in the six and seven figures as you kind of uh, teased about this uh, live event today, Russ, because of that credit. Now, mm. picker, when I get to talking about loans, you have to pick between the credit and the loan. So this is where you want to make sure you're taking the best available option for you. Now, some people go, oh, well, I don't know if I really want to wait around for the credit because it's not, I'm not really going to get it till a year from now. But let me tell you how this works, right? Again, you're supposed to be sending in money all year long to pay in advance for your taxes. You, instead of sending that money to the IRS, when you know your tax bill is going to be much lower, you get to keep that money for yourself and use it to pay your employees and keep your business going. So, so basically the government is trying to incentivize businesses to not fire people, not lay people off. And they're providing like, like so dollar for dollar credit so like any payroll from march 15th let's say through the end of the year is not taxable now well it's not that it's not taxable it's a credit, it's a credit. so if i pay somebody a hundred dollars in payroll between now and december i will get a 100 dollars tax credit right. off of it. my 2020 taxes okay now there's limitations and there's also, um, you know, well, what's really payroll? There's That's all this chatter about what is that number. But in general terms, that's how it works. And there's limitations on it. But it can be a really, really lucrative offer. Now, depending on if you have employees or not, if you don't have employees, that might not be that lucrative for you if you're the only employee in your business. So when I get to talking about loans, that might be a better option for you. What about 1099s? Well, that's the unfortunate part. The way the law was written a week and a half ago, we've only had this a week and a half. 
it included payments that you make to your contractors. That language was just changed within the last two days mm-hmm. and it was not intended to be included, but it was. And so that doesn't count anymore. No, so wages, like actual payroll, people that you give a W-2 to, that you issue a paycheck to, that's what the credit's based on. Got it. In addition to that, this is a um, really cool benefit. If you've got employees, you know, there is an employer tax that you pay on their wages. And then, of course, the employee has their payments that they make as well. On the employer portion, you actually get to hold on to that money now for two more years. And you have two years to pay it. So you split that payment up in 2021 and 2022. Basically, it's like an interest-free loan. You get to use that money immediately. So again, depending on the size of your business, if it's just you, eh, it's probably not going to be that much money to you. But if you've got some staff, and that could include salespeople, you know, again, if they're on payroll, that can include things like bonuses and commissions. All of that would be included in that number. And so that would be a way to get money in your hands immediately. Okay, So that's a deferral, called a deferral. Um, so that's on the tax side. Let's talk loans. They want to get money immediately. So you've probably heard this alphabet soup, EIDL, PPP, SBA, blah. Okay, here's how it works. There's two kinds of loans. One's called an EIDL, Economic Injury Disaster Loan. This is always there for when there's a disaster and we've been declared a federal disaster, okay? So you can apply for hardship and you can get money advanced to you from the SBA because your sales have gone down. That's the qualification for that loan, okay? Um, Here's the interesting part about it is that there is this $10,000 potential grant that's part of that. And the government has promised that they will give you that grant within three days of the application being submitted. Now, let me tell you, in real life, here's what's happening, because we've been applying for this now for 10 days. No one has gotten it until today. But here's my inside track, my inside information. They are dispersing that money starting today. So I do know one person who got it. (laughs) And um, my inside source has told me as of 1 a.m. this morning that those distributions will keep coming for the remainder of this week. Here's where they kind of made some guidance, which is stinky, but the way they're deciding who gets the grant and how much is based on your employees again. So they've kind of, they're kind of divvying up the money by saying you get a thousand per employee to a max of 10. So if you've got just you, you'll probably get a thousand dollars free money. It's a grant. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay it back. Okay? Right. Um, if you've got 30 employees, you get 10. 10,000 free money. Don't have to pay it back. EIDL. So I don't see any reason not to apply for that. You don't have to um, choose anything. You're not getting, giving up any benefits by applying. So everybody right now, all you do is go to the sba.gov.gov and fill out the application. It's super simple. Have last year's information ready, how much money you made, um, what your expenses were, things like your social security number and that sort of thing, how many employees you have. You press yes, I want the grant. You put in your bank account info, send. You'll get that this week, hopefully. So then the $10,000 loan or whatever it ends up being, it's the number of employees you have. And that's W-2 employees, not 1099 employees, right? Or not 1099. 
payments, yeah. independent contractors, that kind of thing. Okay, got it. Contractors. This is based on W-2 employees. The other thing they're using, the terminology they're throwing around right now is full-time equivalent, FT. So let's say I've got 50 employees, but they're all part-time and they all work 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's 25 full-time equivalent employees. So they 25. Okay. Okay. Now, in a, in excess of the 10, you might get a loan for 50,000. They'll give you a loan up to $2 million. Mm-hmm. The grant part, you just don't have to pay back. Right. So people are asking, what's the difference between a grant and a loan? A grant, you don't have to pay it back. A loan, you do have to pay it back. Correct. And very favorable terms. And here's more free money. You do not have to make any interest or principal payments on that for the first six months. They will pay it for you. Okay. Say your payments are $1,000 a month. They'll pay the first six months. Boom. $6,000 free money in your pocket. Okay, cool. So that's That's an example. That's not a real situation, but whatever your payment would be, they're going to cover that for you. Okay. Okay. Um, So you apply directly through the SBA website to get the EIDL. You check the box. You want the grant. You put in your bank account information. You're good. Okay. Now, second. And they just transfer the money right into your account. Like you're not getting mailed a check or anything like that. It's just direct deposit. Direct deposit. It's non-taxable. Any part, they're going to then, um, they will contact you and say, in addition to the grant, because by the way, you can get the grant even if you're denied for the loan. Okay. So they may go, oh, well, you made too much money or, oh, you didn't lose enough money or, right. or I don't like the way you look. We're not giving you the loan, but you still qualify for the grant. So Got it. Really important. Even if you don't need a loan, apply because it's free money. Okay. Um, uh, Let's see. So that's EIDL. You apply directly through the website. Okay. Second kind of loan is called PPP. Paper. Before we get into PPP, uh, Dominique, I just had one more question. Georgia yeah. was asking, so through the EIDL, you could get a loan that is not based on the number of employees. That's just based on your lost sales, but the grant part is based on your number of employees? Correct. And how do they establish, uh, is it sales against last year, or last quarter? How do they establish a drop in, a drop in revenue? Well, it's self-certify right now. So from your testimony, it is under penalty of perjury. So you go on there and you promise that what you're saying is the truth. And you're going to let them know that, yes, I have either had to close my business. I've had to close it part time. I'm having to keep my employee, pay my employees while they're sitting at home with their kids that they're homeschooling. You know, you would self-certify that part. Um, you may find that they ask you for some additional information based on how much of a loan you're asking for. So you can ask for what you want. You could say, I want a loan for $2 million. Now you'd need to say what you want to spend the $2 million on and it would need to be permissible. You can't say, I want, I want the loan to go to Vegas and gamble. They probably won't give it to you, mm-hmm. but you have a permissible purpose, meaning to pay employees to keep going or to fix equipment so I can stay in production or so that I can hire delivery drivers to keep my business going, you know, all the acceptable reasons. Okay. Okay. Um, Let me, um, let me pull up the, uh, um, SBA site real quick, please. Just so we can show people what. Yes. And the EIDL, it's emergency. It stands for emergency. So you should see a link somewhere on there talking about emergency loans. See, Yeah. So where it is, guys, is if you hit, uh, this is what you're going to see at sba.gov. You hit learn more. Um, if you go to coronavirus funding options, 
click here to learn about SBA loan and debt relief options. It takes yeah. you to this page and then you scroll down and then you've got all the programs are here. The Paycheck Protection Program is here. The EIDL Loan Advance, that's that $10,000 grant thingy that's here. SBA Express Bridge Loans are here and then SBA Debt Relief. So if you're, is this one here, the EIDL Loan Advance, is that just for the 10K? Because this says this will advance, provide up to the 10K of economic relief. And then you use this one if you're trying to get a loan for like lost sales or whatever? Is it all the same thing? No, no these are all different kinds of loans. So ED, EIDL is what I just described. It's a loan plus the grant. Okay. Um, the Express Bridge Loan is a different kind of loan. All of these different kinds of loans have different allowable purposes, what they mm -hmm. will allow you to spend the money on or what you have to do to qualify to get the loan. By the way, if you already have an SBA loan, some of you listening may already have an SBA loan because you bought a business or you got funding to expand your business. Check out those resources there where it says SBA debt relief on the final right hand column there um, because they will actually put your loan in deferment and again, make your loan payments for you. It's free money. Got it. Do it. Um, okay, so all the way to the left, you see Paycheck Protection Program, PPP. Paycheck Protection Program is another kind of loan. This is called a 7A loan. It's an existing loan program, but they've modified it, and that's what they call PPP. It is to cover payroll so that you can retain employees and you don't have to lay people off. So the whole goal of this loan is jobs, okay? If you're trying to get that loan and you just want to buy a new car for the business, you're not going to get approved, okay? You need to be able to show or say, hey, I am i can't afford to keep these employees on, but if I get this loan, I can pay their payroll. Here's how much you qualify for. Two and a half times your average monthly payroll expense. And your payroll expense, so essentially real easy in a nutshell, and this is where guidelines are coming in. They just changed this yesterday. Look at 2019 numbers. Take your total pay wages paid for the whole year. That's gross wages, okay? You know, when you pay an employee, they may choose to have all of it paid in taxes. That's still all of it is wages, right? Divide that by 12 to get your average monthly payroll spend. Multiply that by two and a half. That becomes your loan amount for PPP, okay? Now, you can also add to that some things to make the amount bigger. You can add payroll taxes that the employer pays. You can add benefits. So if you pay medical benefits or retirement benefits, you can add that in. Mm -hmm. Now here's the crummy thing. It also used to be payments to contractors. They took that out. Okay. It's truly just payroll now as of yesterday. Um, so that's what you could potentially qualify for. Now here's the attractive part about PPP. It's 1%. Um, Originally, the law said you had 10 years to pay it. However, the SBA is kind of changing that and saying it's two years. So there's some question as to the term, but you'll be able to look at all that stuff before you sign for it. So if you don't like the term, don't take the loan. Um, here's the forgiveness part. It's a loan, meaning you have to pay it back. But for qualifying expenses that you pay, within the first 10 weeks of getting that loan, they will wipe it away. Again, free money. Okay. So if I get a loan, let's say I get a loan for, 
um, $62,000 was when I was working on this morning. Client gets $62,000 in a loan. Whatever they spend in that 10 weeks on payroll, the next 10 weeks after getting the loan, that's going to go away. Well, that amount totaled up to like 40. So 40 okay. for the 62.5 goes away. That's free money, folks. Non-taxable. You never pay it back. Okay. And then so the people, amount is a loan and you pay that back. People are asking um, for the payroll protection. Can you apply if you are the sole employee? You can. So this is would be two and a half times your average monthly wages that yeah. you're earning, essentially. And then, of course, there's all kinds of nuances that go in there. You know, well, what if I only pay myself once a year? I don't pay myself monthly. What happens if I take uneven amounts every single month? Mm -hmm. What they're trying to do, and there's people are panicked right now. The seriously, the bankers are freaking out because they don't know the answers to these questions either, and there's no binder like this right. Thing, right so here's where you can take charge of your own future be very firm and assertive with the banker if they're saying well you know we can't do this because you only pay yourself once a year just say how about if we divide that by 12 mm -hmm. and they'll do it <laughs> okay. okay so just be kind but firm because there are people too um if you take uneven amounts Take the home, like look at 19, 2019, divide it by 12 and say mm -hmm. this is how much I, I make per month. Um, so yes, self-employed does count. Here's the thing. Self-employed people can't apply until tomorrow. So okay. tomorrow would be the opening day. Now here's also a difference. With the PPP loan, you need to apply directly with a bank that is approved to do these kinds of loans. You can find a list at the SBA website that you just showed, Russ. So if mm -hmm. you're through, there's over 52,000 banks in the country that do these. Um, there's been a lot of stuff in the media about this. It has been a complete garbage dumpster fire <laughs> since yeah. they opened it Friday. And here's why. This is where insider information. So I am going to give you guys the scoop. Here it is. I spoke with an SBA liaison to the banks in the middle of the night, and here's what she told me. Um, SBA is automatically approving every single loan that is sent to them under PPP, okay? But the rules say that the bank must fund the loan within five days of that approval. The problem is the banks can't do that. They're, they're not equipped. There's no way they can meet that deadline right now. So what's happening is banks are intentionally holding the applications back and not sending them to the SBA just yet because um, they can't they can't meet the requirement. So what we're seeing is smaller credit unions. I've had somebody funded this morning who went through a smaller credit union. Why? Because they have less customers. Mm -hmm. Cargo had to shut down the application process not even 24 hours after they opened. They were just so overwhelmed. B of A, millions of applications. So think about this strategically, okay? Um, there are banks and credit unions coming online every minute that weren't previously approved. So shop around and look for one. What you'll find is that the bigger banks, B of A, Wells Fargo, Chase, U.S. Bank, they are either swapping the applications altogether or they're saying you have to have an existing loan relationship with us before we will do this with you. 
but that's not true for all banks. So don't give up. Just give some calls, okay? Or Google things online. We'll share as many resources here as we can because there are different places that you can kind of apply and they will find a bank for you um, that will work with you and get you the funding. But folks, we're talking like five days, seriously. So you could get this application in, you could have cash deposited in your bank account very soon. So the next week or two, we're going to get some funding for sure. Um, so someone's asking if you have a corporation. So first of all, which of these things apply to you if you're incorporated and which of them apply to you if you're a sole proprietor, but you're not incorporated. You're like self-employed. It apply because it applies for self-employed as well as business owners. Okay. If you have a large business, and a large business meaning you're over 500 employees, the mm. rules change a little bit. But I'm going to yeah. save that for another day because I suspect that most I would bet nobody on here has more than 500 employees. Yeah. Yeah. So generally, we're talking about everybody. That means sole proprietor, meaning you haven't incorporated. You could own an LLC. You could own an LLC, just you. You could be an S-Corp. You could be a C-Corp. You could be a partnership. They all qualify. There's lots and lots of what-if scenarios. Everybody does their business differently. You know, Maybe you have a husband and wife that own a business together, and the husband takes salary, and the wife doesn't. Both are considered self-employed, so there would be both be wages there. So these are sorts of the nuances that we're kind of talking through. And generally, it's the answers tend to be pretty logical. Um, but some of those situations may mean that it takes a little bit longer for you to get approved if it's not abundantly clear to the bank what's happening there. And so that's where I mean be firm but kind and say, well, what can we just do this and take the total profit and divide it between my spouse and I. What if we do that? So and basically, yeah. So basically just apply and see what you can do. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Now here's a kicker with PPP. With PPP, you have to choose. Remember it's pretty lucrative because they're going to forgive 10 weeks of expenses there that qualify. And here's what the qualifying expenses are. Payroll plus benefits rent, interest on loans, utilities. So those are kind of things to keep your lights on and keep you being able to um, have employees and your business open and running. Okay? Advertising? No. But, you know. Everything, I, everything I spend money on. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So, but we're we're doing some other planning for you, Russ. I, I, I know. Have I'm sure you have a bunch of stuff up this week. I'm going to keep this very basic, but I do want to tease you guys a little bit just to say, listen, there's a reason that Amazon can afford to ship any package anywhere in two days for whatever you pay for a Prime membership. How can they afford that? They don't pay any taxes, and in fact, Amazon last year paid negative 125 million dollars in taxes, meaning the government paid them. To mm -hmm. be business, okay. How do they do it? They do it through legal loopholes. So let me just tell you, there's tons of other things you can do. I'm giving you the basics that apply to most everybody on this call. So keep that in mind, okay. But there's lots of cool things that you can do. So, so if someone is a contractor, yes. So anybody that's doing PPP, it sounds like the ingredients are you're getting the, the the PPP loan based on certain types of expenses. That's rent. That's payroll plus benefits, plus a few other things, the essential stuff that you need to stay in business, right? Okay. But on top of that, for PPP, you also need to show a drop in revenue, correct? Correct. And so right. when you're considering, considering drop in revenue, 
they're going to look at the same quarter last year. Now, generally people do a calendar year, but sometimes people don't. Right. So let's say if your calendar year, they're going to look at quarter one and quarter two from 2019. Your gross revenues need to have gone down by 50% or more for you to qualify for that, for that forgiveness. Okay. Um, but you can still get a PPP loan. It just won't be forgiven. Correct. Okay. Got yes. it. Well, the forgiveness part is not a guaranteed thing and the process for it, we don't know yet, but you will be applying for the forgiveness and you'll have to substantiate what you spent your money on. So keep track right. of that. Okay. And the re for, the, for the revenue piece, one other question someone asked, is that yeah. gross or net? Gross. Gross. Okay. Got all it. that means is just cash in the bank. Right. You, know, you sell something, somebody pays you, the cash goes in your bank. That's your gross revenue. Okay? Got it. Um, and you also need to be able to show that you didn't lose too many employees mm -hmm. because the forgiveness is reduced for every job lost. I so, see. So if you had 10 employees and you had to lay five off and now you only have five, the amount that you're forgiven is going to go down because you lost a negative five jobs. Well, that would defeat the purpose of the... Correct. The bill, right. The purpose of the bill Correct. is to keep businesses from having to fire people. So if you take the loan, you fire a bunch of people, you're gonna have to pay the loan back. Correct. So, so for all you creatives out there that are like, ha ha ha, I'm going to furlough everyone. They can go on unemployment and then I'm going to get <laughs> I'm sure no one on this call is thinking that. Well, I've seen it. Team, I'm not thinking that. I've seen everything. So anyhow, um, there's some nets in place to make sure that you do what it's intended. Now, of course. still get the loan. You just got to pay it back. Okay. PPP, you have to choose. You must choose whether you want the PPP and the features that go with it, meaning the forgiveness and plus free money. They're going to pay your payments for you for six months. Mm -hmm. Free money, tax free money. You can get that. But if you get that, you're giving up your ability to use the tax credit. So this is where you need to do some analysis. And if you aren't comfortable doing this on your own, or you feel like you can't do it on your own, get some help because this, you could really lose out big time. Don't be short-sighted when it comes to these benefits, folks. Okay, so the basic the basic calculation is for PPP, first of all, did you lose revenue versus last year? And if your revenue is down, now we can talk about PPP, okay? And then PPP is based on two and a half times the average monthly payroll that you're paying to a W-2 employee and they would lend you that money then under certain circumstances they would forgive that loan and under certain circumstances you wouldn't they would make the payments for you for the first six months and then you wouldn't have to worry about that and then for the tax credit it's about okay is that first number larger right or is it your 50 percent of your payroll from march 15th through the end of the year and if that number is bigger then you should take the tax credit essentially Yes, kind of in a nutshell. There's some limits in there, Russ. That's very general. But okay. um, the other question is timing. You know, if the reality is you're going to have to shut your doors because you're not going to have the cash when you need it, take that into consideration as well. You aren't waiting a full year to get benefit of that tax credit. Keep in mind, it's like instead of paying the IRS, you keep it. Plus, on top of that, there is a form you can file with the IRS and they will send you that money in advance. So that's wow. on the tax credit side as well. Wow. Now, it doesn't hurt to apply. So just applying doesn't 
um, preclude you from taking the tax credit. So here's what I say, go ahead and apply, see what you get approved for. That gives you time. You could apply right now, right this second. And I encourage you to do so because when the funds run out, they run out. Mm -hmm. The government is talking about printing some more money to put towards this. That's They're going to pass the second, second relief bill, I think. Yeah, I think that's uh, the proper term for it. But as we have to work with what we know to be true today, which mm -hmm. is they say when it runs out, it runs out. Um, so, but you do want to check and see which one's going to be better off for you in the long run. And also um, keep in mind, this is true as of this very moment, things have been changing like literally hour to hour on this. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, just trying to look through the questions really quickly. Yeah. So according to this, uh, Joe is asking, basically everybody should apply for that EIDL loan, right? There's no reason not to go apply for that. There's and no then the, P the PPP too, you can just go ahead and apply for that. And then you can, what you get approved for, and you can either take it or you can take the tax credit. Correct. And you can make that decision after you, you yeah. get approved. Okay. Yeah. Get approved and then they'll say, here's what we're offering you. Here's the interest rate. Here's the terms. Um, and the, you can say yes or no, and you'll still have to sign loan documents before you actually are on the hook for owing that. So okay, got it. now you will need some additional documentation. The initial application, they'll ask for detailed information about how much you made, how many employees you have, what your payroll costs are. They're also going to ask you for proof of your payroll. So those would be payroll tax returns forms 941 and 940 is what they'll ask for so mm -hmm. for 2019 have those ready to go if you use a payroll service they should have that ready and available to go also a lot of payroll companies are offering a free report that tells you what you might qualify for for ppp so let's say you have adp or paychecks or Gusto or some other type of payroll service. Many of them have built-in reports now. You can just click it and it will run the report for you. I will tell you they're not entirely accurate and part of that is just because things are changing minute by minute, but it'll give you an idea of what you might qualify for. Uh, let's see. Someone said, um, if we're not customers at a credit union, will they still allow us to apply through them? Because you said Bank of America and some of the other ones, you have to have an existing lending relationship already. You have to check. It really depends on the institution. Some institutions are using us as a time to get customers. Some yeah. are saying we can't handle it. So no, we're just going to offer this to us. And not even just like customers. It's like you have to have a loan with us already. Got it. It's just CYA for them. They yeah. It's already on file. Okay. Um, let's see. Kavita's asking, what if you're just paying yourself from the business and not through a payroll system? Well, then what you would need to do is show the page. You'd, you'd use the uh, payroll tax information that you sent to the IRS. And so that would be an example of a self-employed and one of these nuances, right? If I'm self-employed, I'm not necessarily giving myself a paycheck. I might be doing a draw or mm -hmm. a distribution. So have that information ready. And again, we're, look, we're self-employed. It goes up and down and some months we don't take a paycheck. So right. all that information to say, hey, here's what I actually took out of the business for me last year, divided by 12, that's what the number is. Right, and, and so you can, but that, you can do that even if you're not issuing yourself a W-2, like if you're taking yeah. distributions as the owner. Okay, so that's important. That's correct. Okay, so got it. Married, so if your family and your family is working in the business, count those amounts too. So you may be on payroll, but maybe your spouse isn't, but your spouse takes a draw out of the business. Have that. Okay, great. 
Um, you also mentioned something to me before about emergency relief payments to employees or contractors. Yes. Okay. So that is, um, it, it's a little bit more advanced. It's called a Section 139 plan. And under a Section 139 plan, what you can do as a business is you can pay certain emergency expenses on behalf of your employees. It's deductible for you and it's tax-free for them. So what you and I talked about is what you might want to do in your business, looking at it as a way of helping your employees because what you're doing is reducing their tax. Mm -hmm. And there's not a whole lot of guidance, actually, because it's fairly new. It came around after 9-11. So, you know, less than 20 years we've had this. There's not a lot of litigation on it. And mm -hmm. it's only like the second time we've been able to use this provision. Okay. Um, so you be logical and don't be greedy with that. Um, be very reasonable with what you consider an emergency expense. You might think about helping your employees with rent, for example, or with um, covering medical payments or childcare um, expenses. Things and like what's that. cool about that is it's a deduction for you, but then it's also they don't have to pay taxes on that money, which is the cool thing. Yeah. If you guys want to, you know, if you guys have a team and you want to take care of them, and they need a little extra something to keep things going and you have the funds available to do that, it allows you to give some extra funding to your team members and employees and they don't have to pay taxes on that money and then you can take that as a deduction as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's so cool. That, it's a little more sophisticated. So what I can stress to you is work with a planner, yeah. document, document, document. Don't just hand somebody a wad of cash and then <laughs> years now from now they're asking you, like, I don't know what that was for. Yeah. document everything yeah and, um but yeah there's some really good potential benefits that are out there got it cool what else do we need to know do you want me to talk about stimulus at all i know there's a lot of questions going around about stimulus that's the 1200 dollars payment that the government yeah. is sending out that this has nothing to do with whether you own a business or not it's just based on your income so um, uh, the main questions are, when am I going to get it? How much am I going to get? And how do I get it? Um, the answer is, is that between now and four months from now or five months from now, you'll get it. However, here's how you can speed that up into a week or two. Um, it is based on your 2019 taxes. Now, not everybody's filed 2019. So if you have not filed 2019, they will base it on your 2018. Here's where the planning comes in. Because if your numbers look better in one of those years, then you may not want to file 2019 yet, so you get more stimulus. There's thresholds. Generally, every independent person, taxpayer who files a return, 1200 for yourself and 1200 for your spouse, plus up to $500 per child if they're under the age of 17, up to wealthy. Here's where you're considered wealthy. Um, for a single taxpayer, um, it is going to be $75,000. A year? A year. So if you earn more than $75,000. You're wealthy? <laughs> you will not get the full $1,200. It starts to get phased out, and it's fully phased out when you reach $99,000 in income. Wow. So bottom line is, if you made more than 99000 you will not get anything. For married filing joint, that limit is one fifty, and it maxes out at one ninety eight. 
Okay. So here's where the planning comes in. Maybe you made more in 2019 than you did in 2018. Put your extent, put your return on extension so that you get the $1,200 payment. Here's some other ways to get more money. Um, I have a 17 year old. We're not going to get 500 bucks for him, but he can file his own tax return and get 1200 bucks. Okay. You didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> don't give your 17 year old $1,200. No, you don't. Nothing, so, good, nothing good can come of that. Yeah. So for those of you who have college age children or, or kids who typically don't file their own return, have them file a 2019 return so they'll get the $1,200 because usually they're not making above the threshold anyway. Okay. Now, how do you get it faster? You need to make sure that the IRS has your bank account information. If you electronically filed and you got a um, electronic direct deposit of your refund, they have it. If you didn't give that to them, they're going to mail a check and they said it could take up to four or five months. Um, so that might be another reason to go ahead and file that return just so you can give them your bank account info. Got it. So people are asking for confirmation on the 50% revenue drop for PPP. That is correct, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it must be a 50% revenue drop. Yes. And that's to, and that's to get the forgiveness, although not necessarily to get the loan. Correct. It's not really it. to get approved for the loan, but it is for the forgiveness portion. Got it. So that's the difference guys is that, uh, you can still get the loan if your revenues didn't drop by 50%, but yeah. to get it forgiven, so you don't have to pay it back. You, you have to show percent drop. Correct. Um, Let's see. And then uh, Jane is asking, because we have a lot of people at COD who are um, who are 1099 contractors, what can they do to get help? Yes. So everything that I'm talking about right now applies for you if you're if you're a contractor also. Um, the difference is, is that the the to apply for the PPP doesn't open till tomorrow. OK, that's, that's the only difference. OK, but and it's going to be just based again on number of employees. So if you're if you're an independent contractor, you're an employee of one. So, so you get two and a half times your. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and if you're talking about the thousand dollar grant, it'd be a thousand thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a thousand dollars plus two and a half times, whatever you're making monthly. So if you're making $6,000 a month, that could be like $15,000. Yes. Plus the, the loan payments and interest payments on that loan for six months. Cool. Yeah. So for those of you guys, if you do need some, some additional funding to stay afloat, you know, these are some things that you want to take advantage of. Yes. And generally I don't like to recommend debt unless it's really, really smart and leverage. Yeah. But, um, listen, if it's a 1% interest rate yeah. and also here's the good thing, um, on the EIDL up to $20,000, the owner does not have to provide collateral for that loan. The limits are much higher on PPP. So again, you may not even have to personally guarantee that loan or put up any collateral, depending on how much you're applying for. So it might be a really easy way to come in and get very quick funding so that you can um, put cash in the business. And let me just tell you, I know it's scary and I know people have a lot of fear and there's a lot of panic and there's a lot of confusion. But this is the time to make money as well. So if you can manage that fear and you can do make smart decisions and you can collaborate with people and coaches to help you make good decisions, this is a great time to make money in a market like this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, we, and I, I just did a video yesterday where I kind of and, um, showed everybody the inside of some of our Facebook groups and the celebrations and the fact that, I mean, people are still enrolling, you know, I just... 
saw a big online guru going, this is not the time to sell anything. People, no one's buying anything. Well, and I'm like, that's not our experience at all. I mean, we're getting more calls booked than we ever have before. So not only that, but there's an opportunity for us to really help you mm-hmm. know, our businesses that are struggling. So if you're fortunate enough and you're in a position where you're stable and in fact, even thriving in this market, help out your community help out those businesses that are struggling. You may be able to come in and help a business that's completely shuttered because of this and help them get on their feet. Why not? Yeah. You know, maybe take a small ownership percentage in their business or mm-hmm. work out some sort of profit sharing arrangement. But you doing. help them keep the doors open essentially. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is the time for us to pull together. We don't need to wait for the government to tell us to do these things and they're not going to. This yeah. is where we, the ingenuity of business ownership really comes in. Yep. An exciting time for sure. Uh, so someone's asking if I have operation and I pay myself as a 1099, do I apply for the EIDL both as a corporation and as a 1099, or just just once? Um, it depends on the source of the 1099. So okay. sometimes you're, it's not really proper, but sometimes you can have your business also give you a 1099. And there's various thoughts behind doing that. You're not really supposed to do it again. If it's a completely separate source, so let's say, Russ, you're paying me as a contractor 1099, plus I also have my own corporation. I could apply twice. So this EIDL exists for her business. So if you have four different businesses, you can apply four different times and apply for four different grants. Wow, that's fantastic. Yes. That's really cool. Now, by the way, um, the other thing with the EIDL and the PPP most likely what's going to happen if you do EIDL first, PPP is going to ask you to roll the EIDL and consolidate it into one loan. And so any amount that you qualified for in a grant from EIDL, remember free money, mm-hmm. yeah. 10, 000, that's going to reduce the amount that you're approved for and reduce the amount of the forgiveness on PPP. Okay, got it. So it's not really double dipping there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right, guys. I think we got to most of the questions. Is there anything else that we need to know, Dominique? And if you guys have any last minute questions, just pop them in the box for us. There's so much. I just want to reiterate that this is current as of right this moment. So please be kind, folks. Um, Things are changing. So if you're watching this as a recording later and something has changed, maybe comment on it. But just know it's changing moment to moment. Um, The other thing is just um, be like, there's hope. There's really a lot of hope out there. This is there to keep things going. And again, there's lots of opportunities. So this is the time for us to really pull together and we can do a lot as entrepreneurs in our communities and, and as business owners. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, someone's asking, do you need to show a loss for the credit? No, right? That's not based on the loss. That's just based on keeping people on the payroll, correct? On the tax credit, yes. You do need to show that, the, that your gross revenues went down 50% or more. Oh, even to get the tax credit? Yes. Oh, okay. So so much of this stuff, like let's say for whatever reason, 2020 is a better year for you revenue-wise than 2019, you wouldn't be avail- eligible for pretty much any of this, right? You may not. Now, there okay. are some things that you can do on the tax planning side and how you structure your contract. <laughs> Half our clients just jumped off the broadcast because they're making more money this year than they did last year. Okay, fine. <laughs> Go ahead, <keep> going. <laughs> Yeah. So there's, there are things that you can do. There are, you know, that's what planning is. It's really making small shifts in how you do things. It might be shifting your contract. It might be shifting your collection terms, but there are ways that you can comply with the rules so that you're completely legal. 
You don't want any breaking laws here, but where you can still take advantage of it. Cool. Very cool. All right. Well, that was incredibly helpful and informative, guys. Thank you for coming in and um and and sticking with us, Dominique. Thank you for that incredible information. Yeah. Um, and and like we said, if things change dramatically, we'll probably come back on and update you guys. They are updating this stuff all the time. Like she said, they're clarifying different things and different provisions and stuff. It sounds like Congress basically just passed a law and then was like, "Cool, you guys figure out what this is going to look like." And so that's kind of what they're scrambling to do right now. So good times. What happened? <laughs> All right. Be kind to your workers. Be kind to the people that are scrambling right now, and we'll get through it. It'll pass. Yeah, guys. And look, I mean, keep enrolling. Keep yourself out there. You know, this is not the time, in my opinion, to turn off your ads, turn off your funnels, do any of that stuff. Because, like I said, we've got so many people who every single day are telling us that they're enrolling more clients now than they ever have before. I mean, in in Millionaire Alliance, we had, I think seven or eight people who said March is the best month they've ever had, even while all this stuff is going on. So if we can help you guys grow your business and take your business online, please don't hesitate to reach out. You guys know clientsondemand.com forward slash talk, book an appointment to speak to us. Um, Dominique, thank you so much for jumping on with us today. Guys, thank you for your questions. And uh, stay safe out there. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. A brand new episode will be released every Wednesday, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash C-A-L-L and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, exact price you should be charging, whether that's $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 or more. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy that you should be using to reach them. Remember, building an incredible coaching business or professional services company does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped clients from all over the world scale their businesses to six or seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. So to see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.